When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog I used to think that this was my town What a stupid thing to think I hear you biting off a brain down I myself am on the brain I used to want to be a real man I don't know what that even means I just want you in my arms again And we can search each other's dreams What's up, 3Bs? What's up, Diamond Dogs? What's up, Athletic Gerbils? It's Rhea Butcher, the host of this year's podcast, which is called Three Swings. It's a podcast about baseball and other things. Uh, it's a super weird moment to record this podcast because right now, in this brief moment of time, I am so pissed. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, I was like, you know, rocking and rolling and then just like got some news that made me angry personal news. Um, and so, you know, I'm just spending some time being like, yeah, no, you're allowed to be mad. Um, but let's not take it out on anybody and yourself. So I tried to clean my coffee machine for about 45 minutes and that hasn't done the trick. So I decided to hop on this podcast, um, and give you a classic, uh, likely mad as hell world series update, world series, world series, update, update, update. Here we go again. Uh, one more time. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers are in the World Series for the third time in four years. Um, I, like you guys have known, like you all have known and watched and listened, I have been paying attention in the postseason like a sort of like a sort of baseball normie, and I'm enjoying it. Um, <clears throat> it's nice to pop in at the end here. And uh, the, the possibility of watching a debate between Joe Biden and the other guy uh, was enough to get me to watch baseball this year and get over my anger uh, at the fact that they were having a season to begin with. So, I mean, just to address that, I guess where I'm at right now, specifically today, is that it's going to happen. It's already happening. It's going to keep happening. They have been able to keep since the the basically the Marlins and the Cardinals outbreak, which seemed like it had to happen for them to realize they had to actually practice whatever it is they're doing behind the scenes because they're not wearing masks on camera and they're touching each other and they're doing all that stuff. But they haven't had any positives, at least on the teams, and perhaps we're just not finding out about it. I don't know. Um, but what I've realized is if I keep holding on to my anger at the fact that baseball is happening, that's all that's it's just going to hurt me. You know, I'm just sitting around hurting myself being angry about it. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean a binary choice of sitting around being angry about it and enjoying it. But I will say that if I'm going to choose something, it's going to be enjoying something. So uh, major shout outs to my dear friend, David Perdue. I hope you all enjoyed his uh, presence on the podcast. It's probably going to take a minute for him to be willing to come back on again. And I respect that. Um, but I really enjoyed getting to talk to him, uh, through the, the, the tail end of the NLCS and he ended up being right. And I'm sorry that he was, 
Um, this was perhaps the first time I've ever actually felt bad about beating a team. And, you know, the Atlanta team has stuff we've talked about on here, you know, ad nauseum. If you're new, I'll make sure that I touch that because I realize, you know, some people are always new in the room and don't realize how I feel about things. Um, and so, you know, I think that the team needs to change its name. I think that Cleveland and Atlanta will have a, a hard time getting across that finish line. Do I want to go so far as to say it's a curse? Maybe. I mean, I don't I don't know that I'm the one that cursed them, so I don't know that I can claim that. However, I do think it's at the very least bad vibes at this point to continue to have, you know, I don't say the team name on here, but the I mean, the word Braves is not inherently uh, a slur one might think. However, when you have a team full of non-Indigenous people <laughs> on your team uh, and you have no connection to an Indigenous people whatsoever, you're not benefiting them in any way. It is a caricature, however realistic, as opposed to the Cleveland version, I think they're both bad um, because you're still, there's literally like no one in the stands. Well, there's some people in the stands and they're still doing the tomahawk chop, you know? So it's, it's mockery at the very least. Um, and some people think that that is like, okay, because quote unquote, America won or whatever. That is a thing people have said to me. And I just, firmly disagree. You know, I can't go back personally and change history, which is why I think it needs to change now because this is the only time that I can participate in. Um, and so that's why I continue to say that. So uh, I respect my friend. He uh, he he is on, on that same tip. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to beat that team because of the... It's like I'm cheering for my... I mean, I also mentioned this on my Instagram and it goes way deeper than I'm going to be able to cover right now because I don't have notes. I'm just, I'm just doing a classic likely mad as hell cover or pregame of the world series today. And so here's, here's the reality. And I think this is the, this, this transcends baseball and it applies to everything. And this is the thing that you got to keep in mind. There is no like right answer. There is only a good answer. There is only like moving towards the light, bending the arc of justice towards or bending the arc of time towards justice. There is like, you know, doing the best you can. That's it. Because for me to say, like, I want to beat the Atlanta team simply because of, of the, the inherent racism of the on field name, uniform, logo, the history of the t all that stuff is to completely look past the same issues within my, the team that I am rooting for, that is the team in my my current hometown, which is the Los Angeles Dodgers. And that's not simply the fact that, like, essentially they are the team of Jackie Robinson and then they haven't really done that much in terms of, I mean, they're one. <laughs> it's gotten a little bit better. Um, they have, you know, uh, one black player on their, their team, their roster right now. <laughs> um, and... Uh, that's just abhorrent, you know, in my mind, the, the Dodgers of the sixties, Lily white, you know? Um, and then on top of that, the Los Angeles Dodgers having a, a, a severe lack of Mexican, specifically Mexican born or Mexican American players. Um, the last was, uh, Adrian Gonzalez 
And then the current one, uh, we will get to in just a second because I just want to pull pull the strings together of me cheering against Atlanta f- on the basis of racism is just not not a place that I want to go because I want to say that I am against th- those things continually. However, in cheering, it's like it it it. In doing that, I stopped looking at on my own side of the street and the fact that the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, the 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 organization in its move to Los Angeles in built on the backs of major uh, city corruption in Los Angeles, City Hall, all these things. Not, not they didn't do it their, themselves, but they benefited off of all of the, the the infrastructure that was built, which is to forcibly remove the indigenous people in Chavez Ravine to build Dodger Stadium and then, you know, promise them... Uh, now, the city did this and a developer did this, but they benefited from it and they've never had to, like, face any consequences for it. Um, giving them vouchers for homes that would be built that never ended up being built. Um, and so that's why Fernando Valenzuela, the pitcher of the, the Los Angeles Dodgers 80s team... Um, was such a monumental player for this and why today in Los Angeles and just generally um, they are like a team that is loved by Mexican Americans and Mexican people um, because of Fernando. (laughs) Uh, And that's how powerful change can be. You know, I look at that and I think, you know, this is a team that had Fernando and then kind of nobody until Adrian Gonzalez. And then now we have this player today, Julio Urias, um, who I'll get to a little bit more, um, that now, you know, it's like one every 10 years. And like, I just see that and it it's, it's saddening and I don't like it. <laughs> so anyway, I say all of this to say there's no good guys and there's no bad guys. There's no good guys and there's no bad guys. There's just people trying to do their best. And sometimes people's best is not is not good enough, you know? But I am not the person that gets to decide that. I just get to do what's right for me. Um, and I get to keep thinking and believing that that hopefully one day Atlanta will change. Hopefully they'll retire it. Maybe, perhaps, here's a thought that I hope Major League Baseball steals. Uh, isn't there a world where, you know, in Cooperstown, we retire the uniforms and we retire the concept and then within it there's some sort of uh you know uh hall of like native indigenous players and 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 it all just is is a place that we remember we don't forget we get rid of it on the in the current contemporary on-field product and then we we put it where it should be which is uh you know in the past to remember this is just an idea um so (laughs) There's no ads, so I'll go right into, uh, you know, my thoughts. I just watched the... Oh, 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 before we get into it, I do just want to say, because I forgot, um, that, you know, every year in Major League Baseball, uh, it seems like we have a reliever slash closer um, who has committed domestic violence, violence towards someone that they they claim to love and care for. Um, Domestic violence is a major problem in, in Major League Baseball, and other sports. Um, and I was going to say men's professional sports, but it's been an issue in women's as well. So, uh, unfortunately domestic violence is an issue, um, just everywhere. And it's something I think we should be talking about way more openly. 
Um, because the fact that we don't talk about it is why it continues at the rate that it does. Um, because I do think that the, that, that it is something that can be healed, you know, maybe not perhaps where the, the people stay together necessarily. Um, but I do believe that like any person, um, can recover from these, these acts, you know, everyone is redeemable. I truly believe that. Um, but the thing, the issue that I have with major league baseball specifically, cause I'm just going to stay in my lane is that, um, it's always hidden behind somewhere. And then the press conference is about how he's done this and he's done that. Um, and then that person never talks about it. Uh, the, the person who, who committed the act never really talks about it or the charges get dropped. And so, phew, oh, well we made it through that. Um, and so, you know, it just so happens that now the, uh, you know, the, the spinner has landed on my team, the team that I support. Um, and the person I'm talking about is Julio Urias, who closed out game seven Urias. Um, and you know, he has, he has a, he, he is important to, to the Mexican and Mexican American fan base of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, and both things can be true. You know, both things can be happening at the same time. It is unfortunate that it's someone that's that's dealing that's doing that's that's had this act. You know, in in it's in their past, very recent past. I believe it was last season, or maybe the season before. But it's not it's not miles away. And uh, this one was definitely one of those scenarios where the organization really pushed it under the rug. And I and you know, it's not quite the Astros where they're rubbing it in. Um, but it's, it's in there, you know, and it's not, I, I'm not, I'm not excited about it. I'm not happy about it and I'm definitely not ignoring it. Um, so what I would like to do is something similar to friend of the show, Josh Gondelman, um, did in, uh, 2018, which is every time someone was on in the game, he donated a certain amount of money. Um, and so I'll probably fi be figuring that out today and putting that information on Twitter, but I encourage you if you're a Dodger fan or just a baseball fan in general, um, you know, to donate to domestic violence, uh, nonprofits, uh, preferably locally if you can, um, because it, it, local money tends to have a bigger impact than national money. Um, and so, yes, there are two incidents that involved Julio Urias. One is from a while ago when he was a minor league player. If you remember the Gabe Kapler incident, um, where two, uh, I believe underage girls were assaulted, um, and it was very covered up and it's not even really out that the, those are, he and, um, Alex Verdugo were the players, and uh, they since have, you know, gone on to these careers and it's been sort of uh, hidden away, you know, something for them to both overcome in their stories. Um, and my heart goes out to the women and the, the girls in this in this scenario, because I don't know who they are, where they are and what has happened to them. So I hope that they have found the love and comfort and compassion that they that they so deserve and need. Um, and so, yes, I will be doing that to, uh, each game that he is pitching, or I'll just donate a certain amount of money because I'm not, you know, going to the games and perhaps I just donate it to begin with because he's only gonna, who knows when he's going to pitch, who knows what, you know, it's like, um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna figure that out today. So I encourage you all to do the same. Um, that being said, going into the World Series, we have the Tampa Bay Rays, the number one team in the American League, and the Los Angeles Dodgers. 
the number one team in the National League. And I think that in that case, we are in for a treat. Um, it This is truly how it should be. <laughs> this is how the World Series should be. I think also, um, you know, the the fact that it isn't this is is part of the um the beauty and wonder of postseason baseball um that anything could happen that um you could have a team like the nationals just sort of rip open a different time tangent uh and make it in and go all the way um i will also say that experience of watching that team in person at the nlds last year has given me this whole new lease on this experience of the world series and I'm just along for the ride, and I can't wait to see what happens. Um, I had I watched all of Game Seven. Um, I could not believe it. It was a hell of a baseball game, and like that's that is actually the baseball we deserve. Um, not maybe particularly in this moment, but just in general. <laughs> I don't know if we deserve baseball at all right now, uh, but we've got it, so I'm paying attention to it. Um, I think I watched the condensed Game Seven of the Tampa Bay Rays. And, uh, you know, it's exciting. We, here's, here's what we get. And I would also say, you know, if the Astros had made it, we would have gotten, you know, the villain in there for, for a lot of people, myself included. Um, and I, I think all four options in terms of the LCS games, um, uh, we would have gotten exciting teams. Um, Atlanta, that is also what goes back to the, why it was hard for me to, I mean, not hard for me. I guess it's better this way. It's better to feel um, like condolences as opposed to like really wanting to rub it in somebody's face. It just feels better, you know? Um, It feels better to not be mad at the other team because they were really good and they played some pretty good baseball until game seven when it, you know, really counted and they made some big mistakes that the Dodgers mostly capitalized on. Um but I just think both teams, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Los Angeles Dodgers are exciting. And, uh, you know, Adrian Gonzalez to me was this, he was a reliable player and I went to see the Dodgers in 2013 and, you know, they just were this quiet, reserved, boring team. And I was just like, I don't know that I'll ever get into, you know, I was coming in with, from a small market team with that sort of chip on my shoulder and all that business. Um, and now, you know, I've followed this team since then, basically, and there are many players on this team that I truly love, but I will say that, you know, Adrian Gonzalez having his first injury, allowing Cody Bellinger to step onto the roster, igniting this sort of new, new era of Dodger baseball since 20, what is it? 16 now, um, 2017, 2017, uh, that happening and allowing all these different players to sort of like for their personalities, not only to blossom like on the dugout in the dugout, but on field and for them to like be excited about playing and dance in the dugout and do all those things. And then on top of that, the addition of Mookie Betts to that lineup, I just think personally the advantage goes Mookie on this one. Uh, Like you just, you don't like, I, I think that it really, to me, comes down to between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Los Angeles Dodgers, Mookie Betts and Randy (laughs) Rosarena. Those that's it. Those are the two things. Those are the two things. So if Mookie is Mookie and Randy Rosarena is Randy Rosarena, I think we have a seven game series. Otherwise I think we have a six game series. That's what I think. 
Um, and I think, and I say this free from guilt of any sort of jinx. I actually think the Dodgers are going to win the world series this year. Um, so we'll see, you know, I, uh, I've been on this ride a bunch of times and being at that game last year in 2019 at the NLDS, I guess it just helped me let go of some things. And I really enjoyed watching the nationals beat the Astros last year. They played baseball the way I enjoy it being played. I loved what they were doing. I loved what they brought to the game. And like, I just think both of these teams are doing that. And I think that we're going to have a very, very exciting world series. Um, I, I keep going back to the defensive plays in the Atlanta Dodger game on uh, Saturday and like what a wild, you know, the Mookie catch, huge, gigantic, huge, huge, huge. But that double play by Justin Turner, equally huge. <laughs> that is, we talk a lot about uh, plays by third baseman of long, deep throws, which obviously let's go there. This is, that is the, that is the main focus of the position is that it's the longest throw in the infield. But if you look at that play by Justin Turner, I highly recommend the John Boy breakdown of it. There's so much in there, and he does so much of the work of that play. Um, and also in the breakdown, he says, like, I'm sure they were shouting 3-3-3. They weren't. He just went there. Um, that's what's wild about it. I was texting with uh, good friends, Adam Conover and John Wolf of uh, Adam Ruins Everything, and John was like, he didn't hear that. No one was saying it. They just were ready to do it. Um, and, like... It was just like a moment, a moment that turned the momentum a little bit. And then you get two home runs. That's it. That's all she wrote, you know? Um, and I'm a firm believer in momentum. So whoever can keep their morale and their momentum going, that's who's going to win the World Series. Uh, other people want to look at stats and numbers and shifts and arms and all this stuff. That doesn't mean much to me. It does not mean much to me. Anybody can win a baseball game if you want it. It, I truly believe that. I've watched it happen. I've done it myself. So <laughs> I am excited about watching the World Series this year. I'm not afraid. I'll be happy either way. I cannot believe that I'm saying it, but I truly will because there's so much joy in both of these teams, and that is what I'm choosing to focus on. I am choosing to focus on the joy that it is bringing people. Um, you know, there this the World Series might cause an outbreak in the stands. I have no control over that. At this point in the pandemic, I have no control over that. All I can do is do for me. So I'm just going to enjoy baseball while we've got it. Um, I hope you can, too. We will be back on uh, Thursday slash Friday for the off day to recap the first two games of the World Series. Um, can't wait to see you on the other side of this. Just a quick little thing on the end because I forgot we will have some Trash Canyon tie-dye shirts coming out very soon this month, so keep an eye out for those. And uh, yeah, I hope everybody uh, is staying safe, wearing a mask, keeping your distance from everybody, practicing some joy and kindness with yourself and with others. Stay gentle. And as always, if you liked it, you liked it. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com 
and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.